The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So, settling into your meditation, supporting your body and your mind with enough relaxation and alertness for the condition of your body and mind at this time of day. Recognizing how the body is in this moment. Receiving what it's telling you with some compassion. Recognizing whatever emotions might be present or even just a feeling tone of pleasant or unpleasant or rather neutral. Receiving whatever is here, there is no right or wrong state of emotion no right or wrong state of the body, and no right or wrong state of the mind for meditation. We're simply receiving what is coming into awareness in this moment. And staying alert as other things, other experiences present themselves Noticing how the thinking mind is doing right now. Is it distracted or present? Foggy or clear? If there are any challenging conditions present in your experience right now, sending some kind wishes towards those experiences. I'll offer some phrases you could repeat silently in your mind. May this body be well. May this body be free of pain.
May it experience ease. Keeping in mind these are not demands, but simple kind inclinations of the mind. May this mind and heart be well. May this mind and heart be free from inner or outer harm. May this mind, heart, and body be happy. Free of dissatisfaction, stress, and suffering. Continuing to incline the mind towards these healing wishes of kindness, of compassion for oneself, either with these phrases or phrases of your own, or in silence just by having a nonverbal sense of goodwill. And if at some point someone else comes strongly to mind as one to whom you could send these wishes of kindness and compassion, feel free to allow your mind to fill with that person's best interests. And continuing to offer these wishes for yourself, or for someone else as we practice in silence.
Welcome, everyone. And thank you, Neil, for being here and for posting the uh, link to our Google group and also the guidelines for our breakout sessions, which are good to read if you've never been to one of our breakout sessions. So this evening I was reflecting, there's a very important ingredient that we add to or develop in our practice of mindfulness. And it's perhaps one of the most important factors that helps us move towards freedom, from freedom from dissatisfaction, stress, and suffering. So what is it that allows our regular practice of mindfulness and meditation to make a difference in our lives? Um, what takes all of our effort and actually moves it towards freedom? The ingredient I was thinking of is the growth in our ability to take responsibility for our own state of mind. So one of the ways this happens is when we come to the realization that we can either think in ways that reinforce happiness or we can think in ways that reinforce misery. It's one of the ways our practice uh, with these four immeasurables of loving kindness, compassion, appreciative joy, and and equanimity gradually transforms the mind. So, you know, when we first come to practice, maybe we don't feel like we have that choice at all. You know, our minds can feel very inflexible. Um, For example, when we say, Uh, phrases of loving kindness or um, compassion. At first, when people are doing these these practices, sometimes they say, you know, they feel like they're just saying the words and they're not really feeling them. And it it can depend on each person which words feel foreign and which feel emotionally resonant. Um, But it's, (coughs) excuse me, it's perfectly natural that we start off in that place. Um, As we send good wishes and intentions to various people through these practices, you know, usually we start with loving kindness for ourselves um, next, or we can start with a mentor or a person who's been very supportive in our lives. Then we go to loving kindness for a friend, then to a stranger, to, and then to a difficult person, and then finally to all beings. And it varies which of these people is challenging to send good wishes towards. Some people find it hardest to send good wishes to themselves, and other people find it hardest to send good wishes to the difficult person. But it could be any one of these. So one of the aspects that's interesting about this is why it's difficult. And one of the reasons is that we've had either emotional or relational difficulties with someone else or with ourselves, and we sometimes subtly or directly blame either ourselves or someone else for unpleasant, difficult emotions, difficulty feeling these things. But, you know, we, we all start off with a very reactive, inflexible mind 
or let's say many of us, most of us, when we come to practice, have that. And as we cultivate these qualities and invite these phrases, we start to invite the mind to be aware of other ways of going about it. So here's the way uh, this responsibility of for our own minds is put by the Burmese teacher Sayada Utejaniya. He writes, nobody outside of this mind can upset it, make it angry, averse, afraid, joyful, or grateful. Nobody outside of the mind triggers it. The mind itself is responsible for its own feelings, gladness, and suffering. So for a lot of people, when they first hear that, they're like, I don't believe that. (laughs) But... The realiza- th- this particular realization is a key to our being able to become free because by the time we find this practice, as I mentioned, the mind is often very reactive towards things that either we or others say or do. The mind assigns various meanings, you know, not so great meanings when we have these reactions. And sometimes we end up saying things like, you made me mad, or you made me sad. Or we could even say things like, I'm my own worst enemy. We can assign a kind of um, permanence, or we can believe that these are unchanging, kind of in a way doubling down on our own unhappiness by saying uh, things like, you always or you never, and fill in the blank to what somebody always or never So we're fortunate to find this practice where as we cultivate these phrases of kindness or compassion, of appreciative joy, of equanimity, these phrases gradually change, turn the mind, condition the mind differently. And we can come to see that the way the mind was conditioned before, the reactive way that it was, was actually misleading, you know, in in what it has us believe. And we come to a place in this practice, the longer we practice mindfulness and inclining the mind towards these virtues, the more flexible the mind becomes. It goes from being kind of fixed in its, sometimes in its way, to being very flexible. And we start to see the mind can actually be free. It doesn't need to get stuck in blame whether the blame is towards others or the blame is towards ourselves, it doesn't need to get stuck there. It, it starts to be flexible enough to see ability, to see situations from other, pe- other people's points of view, from other perspectives. So you can reach a place where, you know, you s- see the mind starting to harden around something and you can just go, eh, that, that's not worth it to get hardened around that. Let me just drop that and look at this differently. So that's a, a reflection about what we can do with the mind or the way the um, practice starts to condition the mind in a more flexible manner. And um, one of the potential discussion questions for the breakout groups this evening might be, what are some of the ways you find your mind becoming more flexible or just simply changing as a result of your practice? Um Or another perspective you could take is, where do you continue to want to cultivate more flexibility? 
So as we go into the breakout groups, um, what we usually do is we meet in groups of three or four people, and it's a great opportunity to cultivate kindness and compassion in action right here in a safe setting. You know, these are kind people who've shown up this evening, and so it's a great time and maybe easier than in your workday life uh, to practice putting one idea uh, into the circle at a time, just one short thing, and going around the circle multiple times and speaking only from your own heart, not offering advice, not offering commentary on other people's sharing. Just, you know, we're all adults. We can all speak for ourselves here. So um, with that, we'll go into the breakout rooms for 10 minutes. And if you find yourself in a room without a partner, somebody may drop off, I'll find you and I'll move you to another room. So enjoy the time together. <laughs> 